Broadcasting from the Cradle of Liberty in Philadelphia. All the way to the rhythm and blues of Beale Street in Memphis. To high atop the Wasatch Mountains in Utah. This is where politically correct perception meets common sense. This is the Joe Carey Show. Hey, happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Joe Carey Show right here on K Talk 1640 AM, KYAH, and the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Excited at the bottom of the hour at 1230, uh, we are going to have uh, Kara Bates, uh, Kara Yates Berklin on with us. She is a uh, representative in the Utah House uh, serving the good folks in a District 53. And just an experience she had uh, where people were just jumping to, I call them COVID co- con- conclusions. Right. They see somebody wearing a mask, not wearing a mask. And we we make these judgments. I do it. You're in the car driving. You see somebody in their car by themselves wearing a mask. And just, you know, you think things to yourself like, why are they wearing that mask? And it's really gotten out of control. And so we're going to talk to uh, Kara about uh, her recent experience with that. What happened? And what can we do? How do we introduce civility back into our communities uh, presently and post-COVID? Meanwhile, uh, Dr. Uh, Tony Fauci, he's confused. He's, he's, he's confused because he doesn't understand why there's so much pushback against coronavirus measures. He's, he's legitimately confused. He was on CNN. This article is from Breitbart.com. Uh, Dr. Fauci was on and he was pleading for the public to wear masks and follow the health measures, which would help mitigate the spread of the virus. After stressing that masks work, Fauci said he couldn't understand why there's pushback against the health orders. He argued the measures are important because they save lives. We need to intensify common, easy-to-do public health measures that are not shutting down the country, not shutting down the economy. The uniform wearing of masks, let's get it straight. They work. Use them. The next is avoiding congregate settings, particularly indoor, keeping distance, washing your hands frequently. We have to get that point across. I've often said help is on the way, but help is not here yet. So one of the things we need to do is to use the success of the vaccines to get people to be motivated to hang in there a bit longer. This doesn't even make any sense because it was uh, Dr. Fauci. I call him the TV doctor. Dr. Fauci was the one saying, even after the vaccine, even if they're effective, what did Fauci say we would need to do? We would need to keep wearing masks and we would need to keep socially distancing. So when he comes out and he says, we need to use the success of the vaccines to get people to be motivated to hang in there a bit longer. What is he even talking about? Because Dr. Fauci is the same doctor who said, it doesn't matter if they're effective. We're still going to need to wear masks. We're still going to need to socially distance. Here's a guy who's talking out of both sides of his mouth. 
Well, maybe we can't tell he's wearing a mask unless he's at a baseball game and then he doesn't have a mask. So hang in there a bit longer and double down on the public health measures without necessarily shutting down the country. Quote, you can continue to do activities which are good for the economy, but still adhering to the public health measures that we're talking about. First of all, I don't need to do any activities that are good for the economy. Right. If, if you if you listened every time Fauci said, well, we can keep the country open, we can keep the economy open, we don't have to shut the economy down. It's not about that. That's the end result of allowing people to do what the Constitution permits them to do. But you don't get to do something or not do something based on whether it's good for the economy or not good for the economy. Fauci ended by saying, quote, I just can't understand why there's pushback against that. They're not that difficult to do, and they save lives. And then he said it twice. They save lives. This is the same guy that when he was at a, at a national baseball game, took off his mask, didn't socially distance, and now he's going to lecture us and we're all going to pretend that didn't happen? Why isn't he asked about that as part of his interview? Dr. Fauci, you say this can save lives. Why did you take off your mask? Oh, I was drinking water. Why weren't you socially distancing? There is no answer to that. There is no correct response, especially when the mask is off. But we're going to pretend that he's the guy that's going to give us direction. He's the savior. He's the COVID savior. I don't think so. <clears throat> so let me answer his question. Because the good doctor, he just can't understand why there's pushback against these measures. It just, it just blows him away. Let me read this from Wired magazine. Now, Wired is a tech magazine, but they, they talk about current events. This, I thought, was one of the best articles I've read to date on how government's lack of transparency is undermining government pandemic policy. So if Dr. Fauci really wants to know why people aren't doing the things that government is asking them to do, it lead he need look no further than the closest mirror. This article was in Wired Magazine. Uh, it's called A Lack of Transparency is Undermining Pandemic Policy, written by Roxanne Kamsey. Great article. Listen to this. New Yorkers are still puzzling over a new statewide rule that bars, restaurants, and gyms must close at 10 p.m. to stop the spread of COVID. 10 p.m., was this based on some brand new evidence that the virus mutates like a gremlin getting worse at night? Why not 9 p.m.? Why not 10.30? Why not 2 p.m.? You wouldn't know it from Governor Andrew Cuomo's announcement, saying 10 p.m. The announcement did not cite any research whatsoever that might justify the 10 p.m. policy. The announcement curiously did claim that New York uses, quote, more science than any state in the nation, end quote. 
So what science do you think the governor of New York relied upon when announcing a 10 p.m. closing time for bars? My kids and I, we went to uh, the mall in Delaware. It was packed. I mean, packed. And I'm thinking, if, if the government really wanted to get serious with COVID, is this, is this how you do it? There were wall-to-wall people in the mall. The article continues. I've seen this happen again and again since the start of the pandemic. A new science-based COVID-19 measure is prescribed, but the science in support of it is either vague or missing. Just last week, I was working on a story about the latest research into quarantine procedures. The best data to this point suggests that an eight-day stretch of quarantine combined with a COVID test provides the same level of protection as the traditional 14-day quarantine. But then I saw New York State's new policy. Some people who arrive from out of state are allowed to quarantine for just four days. So some people, it's four days. Other people, it's 14 days. The reporter asked New York's Department of Health how they had come to this decision, and they sent me another statement from Cuomo in which he said that he had, quote, worked with global health experts, end quote, on the plan. No research, no links, no studies. Formal guidance from the state health department gave no research citations, but it did find space to boast about New York's record of strict adherence to data-driven evidence-based protocols. Do you get it? So all these divine pronouncements are being made about COVID, but there's no research. There's no evidence. There's no transparency. Why 10 p.m.? Why not 2 p.m.? Why do some people get to quarantine for four days? Others have to quarantine for 14 days. And then Fauci wonders why nobody believes government when government says the lockdowns, the restrictions, the protocols, they're necessary. We'll have the rest of this article and more right after this break. Credit card bills have gotten out of hand, and you care about your credit. Call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046. 800 406 
800-406-0046. That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC 83. Service may adversely affect the individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a health care program. Sign up for Liberty Health Share today. As a Christian health care sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's LibertyHealthShare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code HALFOFF. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code HALFOFF. Hey, welcome back to the uh, Joe Carey Show here on the uh, Fed by Ravens Media Network, KYAH and K-Talk. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Uh, I'm sharing this article from Wired Magazine, and it talks about how the government and its lack of transparency is actually to blame for people's suspicions, people's refusal to comply with government mandates. Because government refuses to share the, the scientific basis for what they're doing. So Cuomo comes down. So, you know, at 10 p.m., all the bars have to shut down. But what's that based on? What evidence? Why not 11? Why not 930? Why not 2 p.m.? Now, there's two sides to that issue you can take. You can take the side that, well, that's it's a crisis, you know, whatever the governor decides. But that's not the way government is set up. If government wants to deprive someone of their pursuit of happiness, of shutting down their business, preventing people from going to work, government carries the burden. They have to demonstrate. A sufficient mountain of evidence 
that, yeah, we chose 10 p.m. because you know what? At 10 p.m., the crowds get drunk or more people come out, whatever the reason is. But I'll tell you what, it can't be. It can't be arbitrary. It can't be just, oh, you know, 10 p.m. sounded like a nice round number. That doesn't work. So this author continues in Wired Magazine, hiding the scientific basis for pandemic policies. And I think she's doing them the giving them the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if they're hiding the scientific basis or they don't have one for a lot of these cases. The author says hiding the scientific basis for pandemic policies makes it harder for the public to evaluate what's being done. Wow, can you imagine that? The public wants to know why they can't have grandma over for Thanksgiving dinner. That means there's no good way to audit measures that may be poorly crafted or even dangerous. The risks could be deeper. When health authorities present one rule after another without clear science-based substantiation, their advice ends up seeming arbitrary and capricious. Amen. What does that do? That erodes public trust and makes it harder to implement rules that do make sense. Did you catch that? Look, there are people who are going to wear a mask, even if there were a thousand studies that said it wasn't necessary. And you're going to have people that refuse to wear a mask, even if there are a thousand studies that say you should wear one. But the vast majority of Americans want to look to the clear science-based facts. Instead, what we're getting is arbitrary and capricious. What does that do? It erodes public trust and makes it harder to implement rules that do make sense. She goes on and says, bah, 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 the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention bungled the early messaging on masks. How? At first, they recommended they be used only by health workers. I remember that. I remember when the Surgeon General was on TV next to Donald Trump, and he said, you know what? If you're not a health worker, you don't need this, and he had his mask. The article goes on, perhaps if these agencies had been more forthright in citing the studies they were using to create this guidance, the about face that followed would have seemed less arbitrary. Yeah, amen. Amen. You can't tell people at the six months ago you absolutely don't need to wear a mask, then six months later say you absolutely do need to wear a mask. Why? It seems arbitrary. Yet unsourced rules are everywhere in this pandemic. There was no way for the general public to know. This fact blew me away when I read it last night. Listen to this. Yet unsourced rules are everywhere in this pandemic. There was no way for the general public to know that the recommendation to stay six feet apart originated in part from a three-foot rule determined by decades-old studies of card game players. Did you catch that? So if you're sitting at a card table... What's the ideal space to be seated away from the guy next to you so we can't look at his cards? Three feet. 
That's the three foot rule. What did they do? They doubled it to six feet. Are you are you kidding me? Now, the six foot rule was based on research into the spread of the original SARS virus through airplane cabins. And what about the widespread rule that each child in school should be allotted 44 square feet of space? We trace that back to a consultant who had found it in an education magazine, which in turn had bungled what was already a faulty calculation by an educational nonprofit. Wow. Some pandemic guidelines are even stranger and more mysterious. In an effort to stop people from going out unnecessarily and spreading COVID-19 as winter approached, the South African government prevented the sale of open-toed shoes and shorts on the grounds that any trip to purchase such articles of clothing would be inessential. In a seemingly backward move, the city of Madrid, Madrid has closed parks but allows indoor dining to continue. Meanwhile, Canada's chief medical officer recommended that people engaged in sexual activity wear masks. And Fauci's wondering why we don't trust the science. Fauci's wondering why we don't trust government officials. When Canada's chief medical officer says, you know what, it's okay to engage in sexual activity with someone you don't know, just wear a mask. People don't believe that. When the city of Madrid, Spain says, you know what, we're going to close outdoor public parks, but indoor dining is going to be permitted. Yeah, people wonder what is going on. Now, I get it. I get it. It's a pandemic. It's moving fast. It's something that we really didn't have a lot of time in the grand scheme of things to analyze and prepare for. And you're going to make mistakes. But what we're seeing now is a complete lack of transparency. We don't know why Governor Cuomo told the elderly living in nursing homes, you can't come to the hospital. You got to go back to the nursing homes. I get it. Up to 10,000 people may have died under his, his sentence. And you don't want to talk about that because it's bad politically, but we're fighting a virus. And if you really want to convince people, because I believe most people want to do the right thing most of the time. We don't always manage it, but I believe it. I believe most people want to do the right thing most of the time. But most people want to know that what they're doing is efficacious. They want to know that it makes the difference. They want to see how the COVID-19 policy is made. And if you tell one business they can't open that's down the street and another one they can, and they're the exact same business just in two different locations, you owe it to the people to explain that. 
Hey, stay tuned. Uh, House Rep- Utah House Representative Kara uh, Yates-Berkland uh, joins us for uh, the, uh, the at the bottom of the hour to talk about a recent uh, COVID-related experience she had. You don't want to miss it right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. Radio News with Lance Pride. Trump advisor Rick Grinnell said the Nevada Democratic Party is in full panic mode after a decision not to certify a local race due to a number of discrepancies. President Trump called the decision a big victory, saying it could have a major impact. Their comments came in tweets regarding the Clark County Commission race between Stavris Anthony, a Republican, and Democrat Ross Miller. The Las Vegas Review-Journal newspaper reported Miller defeated Anthony by 10 votes. However, Register of Voters Joe Garcia said his office identified 139 unexplainable discrepancies in the election. Democrat Representative Ben McAdams of Utah lost his re-election bid against former NFL player Burgess Owens, allowing Republicans to regain control of all four congressional seats in Utah. McAdams conceded in an online news conference Monday afternoon shortly before media outlets called the race. Out of concern for safety during the COVID-19 pandemic, Arlington National Cemetery has canceled its annual Wreath Across America event on December 19th. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Policy forms and availability vary by state. Hurricane Iota slammed into Nicaragua overnight, sending roofs flying into streets, toppling electricity poles, and uprooting trees. Winds were in excess of 155 miles an hour for the Category 4 hurricane. About 40,000 people in Nicaragua have been evacuated to shelters. Many coastal areas are at risk of storm surges as much as 20 feet above normal tides. In Honduras, 80,000 people were moved to safety. Marcio Bacha, director of the Nicaraguan Institute of Earth Studies, says it's the strongest hurricane that has touched Nicaraguan soil since records began. There's mask changes at Costco. Costco has a new face covering policy. Starting on Monday, shoppers with medical conditions that prevent them from wearing a mask will now be required to wear a face shield in stores. Children under two are exempt. In announcing the change, Costco also stressing that masks or shields should not be seen as a substitute for social distancing. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Hey, welcome back to the Joe Carey Show right here on a K Talk 1640 AM, KYAH, uh, all through uh, central Utah down to Cedar City and the Fed by Ravens Media Network, coast to coast. Thank you for tuning in and listening. I've got to tell you, Brian, uh, Kara Yates Berkland, I've never met her. 
Uh, have, you have, though. You've, I have. You've met her before? Yep. I've got to tell you, she strikes me uh, as someone who um, – and it's rare in politics, but she's someone where if she says, look, this is why I think the bill is good or bad, I'm inclined to believe it. I, I don't look at it and say, no, nah, there's another motive there. She's saying this for X, Y, Z. She seems like a straight shooter on these things. I can tell you that uh, there are certain people that I follow on social media uh, because I, th- I think they are very credible um, promoters and defenders of liberty. And and Kara is definitely one of those individuals who I have seen uh, consistently over the years that I followed her on social media um, be the principled person. So, yeah, she calls it like she sees it now, I'm sure because yep. she, she apparently uh, refs basketball games. So I'm sure like half the people in the stand uh, probably disagree with the way she sees it, but she's always calling it the way she sees it. So let's bring on Carrie Yates Berkland. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, guys, that was so kind. Thank you so much. No, big fan, Kara. I, I, we've never met, but uh, I, I do. I, I read your posts and think, wow, if Kara's saying this, then it's worth paying attention to. And I was reading uh, through Facebook, and I saw one of your posts, and I just – I really love the way you're just yourself. You just call it like you see it, um, and I, w- I wanted to bring you on so you could share that with the audience because I think it points to another crisis, this crisis of judgment uh, or, or being too judgmental. Do you mind sharing uh, what recently happened and uh, the reaction from people uh, uh, to the crowds you had over your home recently? You bet. So, uh, unfortunately, a week ago, my nephew, uh, who lives in Montana but was down in Utah, he was in a car accident. And so my sister, who again lives in Montana, had to come down and be with him in the hospital. She had to bring her other, uh, she had four other kids with her. And she called on her way and said, you know, can they come to your home? And, of course, anyone would say, yes, bring, bring them to me. Let me help. How can I help? And so a few days later, it's our son, our youngest birthday. And we always celebrate. And they were there in our home as they're staying. And who knows, you know, he, he's still in the ICU in critical condition. So we don't know how long they'll be there. But thankfully, they're still with us and we love them. And I posted a photo of us celebrating our, our now seven-year-old at his birthday on Facebook. And I got all these messages from people just so appalled that I would not only have a birthday party during a pandemic, but then I would flaunt it on social media. And I mean, it was kind of funny, the first message, like, oh my goodness, like, this is, you don't know the whole story, right? So it's not that big of a deal once you know the story. And then more and more and more messages came where it was just like, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be setting a better example. You know, how could you do this? How could you flaunt this and, and be so inconsiderate of those who are, you know, who are dying right now in our hospitals and blah. I mean, they went on and, and I just, I just thought, wow, it has come to the point where now when a family has 12 kids, they have to say, Hey, by the way, I'm posting this photo in case people onlookers don't know, but these are actually all my children. Right. We have created a situation where people have to provide a disclaimer for their life because everyone's just looking to see, is this pandemic your fault or are you adding to our numbers in the hospital or or there's just a critical layer to our society right now. That's really unfortunate. Um, You know, I remember posting a photo a while back where I had a mask on 
you know, I was, I was subbing in a middle school and I had a mask on and I got ripped apart for it. Take off that stupid mask. It's trampling our freedom. And then on the other hand, I had a photo where I pulled my mask down for a photo and I got called an idiot for pulling my mask down for a photo. So there's, it's not one side or the other in my mind at this point anymore. It's just everybody's so angry. Well, that we're just Kara, judging and I, I was I was scrolling through some of the comments, and it looked like uh, Utah Senator Mike Lee actually weighed in on this. Uh, not necessarily uh, uh, the COVID-related side of it, but on this judgment side of it. Do you remember reading what he wrote? Yes, I do. And and, and when he goes on to share the story about what happened with he and his wife on the airplane when his wife was eating a snack on the plane. And this this individual decided to take that photo and blast it everywhere of his wife without her mask on, leaving out the part that she was eating on a plane. So yeah, we have this why, cancel culture. Yeah, yeah. Really, why really do you dangerous. think? Th- this is my question, Carol. Why do you think? How did we get to this point where, because I'm assuming, I don't know if you know the people that were posting or not. I mean, you know, you, you represent a big district, and I'm sure there's a lot of people that follow you that maybe don't know you personally. But I'm sure that some of those people who were popping up, you know, like mm-hmm. neighbors yeah. or in your community, and they're calling you out publicly. Did anyone who call you out publicly take the time to message you or reach out to you privately and and, and so they, talk they were to you private about this? messages or texts. Yes, there were private messenger texts saying, "I'm so ashamed of you." Um, there was nothing on my post. It was it was actually all just in text or messages from people, some that I know and some that I had never met and don't know. Um, apparently, it was shared. The post was shared somewhere in some group that really riled up that group. That here is this House representative being so, you know, careless during a pandemic. Um, Without, without, again, understanding the situation, that we weren't breaking a mandate, that we, these children are staying with us because of a very unfortunate reason. Um, Kara, yeah. how did we get to this point? How, how did we get to this point where people feel it's okay? To, and look, I, 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 think, I think it was the governor who came out and said, look, we shouldn't show up people's homes and we shouldn't be protesting. And, but social media allows us to do something very similar to people. I mean, we're calling them out publicly. We're trying to publicly shame them. And I know you don't have all the answers, but how do you think we got to this point where people think that's okay to do? I think, what, you know, one problem we have right now is a lot of fear. A lot of people are very scared for their safety, for their health, or for their family and loved ones' safety and health. And when people are coming from a position of fear, they're a lot more emotional in their reaction response to it. And they feel a lot more entitled to attack because they're defending themselves, right? And I think that's something that we need to do a better job as of a state is to talk about these things with more logic, with more kindness, with more empathy towards all conditions and all situations. You know, there was a situation in our town where the, our, our local high school was playing football in the state championship, and, and the family that's divorced only was going to get two tickets. And people were all about, like, let's help and get them, you know, two more tickets because people weren't realizing when they make these arbitrary rules sometimes, not every family looks the way your family looks. 
Not every home looks the way your home looks. And so we should be looking out for each other and helping each other in your condition, not in the condition that we feel fits the box for safety. Wow. I, I got to tell you, I, wow, that was a powerful, powerful answer. Kara, I want to thank you for taking the time. Uh, I want to encourage you, please continue uh, to fight the good fight. But I have to bring up one point. We have about a minute left. I read your Q&A with utahpolicy.com. It looks like they sent you a bunch of questions and you provided a bunch of answers. Are you familiar with that? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. And I think amazing responses except for one because I don't believe it which is difficult for me to say because I'm a fan of yours. But it says alarm clock, 6.20 a.m., and there's no way you can accomplish everything that you do if you get up at 6.20. You're kind. You're very kind. I actually hit snooze at 6.20, and I get out of bed oh. at 6.35. <laughs> <laughs> but it's set for 6.20. <laughs> well, Kara, thank you very much. We hope to have you back on. Thank you. Brian, I've got to tell you, I, I, I wish we had more. I don't even feel good about calling her a, a politician because I, I, I don't think she is. I, I think she's someone who uh, is in uh, politics. Uh, but wow, someone who is really grounded and uh, solid in what she knows and what she believes. And if we could have just 10% of the Utah legislature uh, uh, grounded like that, we would have different policies and a different, absolutely different state. And you know what? She said something that I absolutely agree with, and I haven't seen it written about uh, other places where I think a lot of us, we do operate out of this sense of fear. And I like what she said, that uh, it it empowers people, not necessarily uh, condoning the behavior, but certainly allows you to understand why people are doing what they're doing. Let's make sure that we're not in that camp. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We'll be back right after this break. Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, Call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-299-1364. That's 800-299-1364. 800-299-1364. The healthcare enrollment period has just ended. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare today. 
as a Christian healthcare sharing ministry, they are not insurance. So you can still sign up. There's no open enrollment period. You can sign up now. And you can pick the program of your choice. You get to select your doctors and your hospital. They have programs for single individuals, for couples, and families. Best of all, there are no contracts. And plans start at only $199 per month. Go to libertyhealthshare.org backslash Joe Carey. That's LibertyHealthShare.org backslash Joe Carey, K-E-R-R-Y. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290. Hi, this is Stan Ellsworth. You know, I know a little bit about history. I mean, me and that Harley and all. But social media, well, that's a mystery to me. So I turned to the good folks at Little Cloud. They helped me develop my social media. They call it an online footprint. I'm a pretty big guy. Little Cloud, they've created a pretty big online presence for me. Let them help you. Visit their website. Visit my friends at littlecloudmedia.com. Hey, welcome back to the uh, Joe Carey Show here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. You can listen to all the shows live right at fedbyravensmedia.com. Just got a message, uh, email actually, from our app developer, and uh, it's all systems go, Brian. He's going to submit the uh, app for approval on the uh, i uh, in the App Store for Apple as well as uh, the Android platform for Google. And, uh, yeah, I expect a few bumps in the roads uh, with the approval process, but I think, uh, I think we'll get to the end. So fantastic news. I want to talk about the Wall Street Journal did a, a report yesterday. Of course, no one's talking about it, right, because it's counter to the public narrative. The Wall Street Journal, and they're pretty good with numbers, they came out with a story that said, quote, the mask mandates based on bad data. Now, we just talked about this earlier, this lack of transparency. So all these people saying wear masks and you'll save 200,000 lives based on bad data. And I'm not going to read the article, but it is worth your time. If you want to see how policymakers are led astray, because, look, I think in their heart of hearts, most of them want to do the right thing. And if somebody walks into their office, right, with that validation bias, right, you want the news that's going to make you right. And somebody walks in and says, hey, there's a new study. You can save 200,000 lives. I think it's 130,000 lives if we just get everybody to wear masks. Well, the study was wrong, just like the the study about we're going to have 2 million deaths in the United States by the end of 2020. It was wrong. So we're all pushing, right? A lot of these governors are pushing for this mask mandate. Why? Well, there's a study. What if the study is wrong? Can we have that discussion? 
there's too many elected officials who want to skip the discussion and they want to rule by fiat. That has to stop. Uh, Wall Street Journal, the title of the article is Mask Mandates Based on Bad Data. Worth your read, regardless of which side of the mask you're standing on. I want to uh, talk about this article because it shows you how the progressive left is just um, unrelenting when they attack an issue. The Washington Post, a very influential newspaper run by Jeff Bezos. I think he's the richest person in the world now. Their editorial board came out, um, was this today or yesterday? This is the headline. It's time to end election protections for rural America. Now, when you read that, what comes to your mind? It's time to end election protections for rural America. What's that? Well, it doesn't take very long because read the very first sentence. The Washington Post on Sunday penned an editorial calling for the elimination of the Electoral College. According to the editorial board, it's time for America to be covered by the majority without the protections for the minority. So if you want to say they don't understand the Electoral College, that's why they want to get rid of it. They really don't understand the history. You are wrong. They want to go full-fledged mob. Listen to this. The Electoral College, whatever virtues it may have had for the founding fathers, is no longer tenable for American democracy. Now, this is where everybody who's read the Federalist paper says what? We're not a democracy. We write this with full awareness of the challenges of adopting a new system with respect for many of the people who continue to argue against a switch and with the awareness that any change may have unintended consequences. I'm worried about those. I'm more concerned about the intended consequences. Right now, our presidential elections are conducted by 51 separate authorities, each with its own rules and regulations. Each state counts its own ballots, and each decides when recounts are needed. All of that would have to change if the president were chosen based on the national vote count. That's exactly what I want to do. I want to put the people in charge of counting the votes. I want to make sure that those people are the people who are asking for the votes, because what could go wrong with that system? Additionally, electoral college math induces candidates to pay attention to voters in some small states who might otherwise be ignored. Now, when they say small states, they're talking about 45 states out of the 50 in the union. So when they say small state, you don't think Delaware and Rhode Island or Utah, you think about 45 states that these candidates would no longer have to appear in. Or moderate their positions for. But why should Iowa's biofuel lobby get more of a hearing than, say, California's artichoke lobby? Some small states already have disproportionate clout 
in our government because of the Senate. We see no particular reason uh, voters in purple states such as Wisconsin should be valued more than voters in red states such as Mississippi or blue states such as Washington. Americans are not going to be satisfied with leaders who have been rejected by a majority of voters, and they're right not to be. It's time to let the majority rule. Now, listen to what the author of this article in Town Hall had to say, because it's profound. Without even trying, the Washington Post made the case for why the Electoral College is important. Our founding fathers worried about a majority rule without a protection for the minority. People in California and New York shouldn't matter more than those in Montana, Kentucky, or Iowa. Those who live in flyover shouldn't have their voices squashed because they live in areas that are rural and not densely populated. The reason the Electoral College is so important is because it makes smaller states like Iowa, New Hampshire, Wisconsin, and Minnesota count. It means elected officials care about issues that are important to dairy farmers and manufacture workers. It means they have to win the hearts and minds of people all across the country. If the Electoral College was abolished and replaced with whatever the Washington Post wants, then we would never hear about how banning fracking hurts people in Pennsylvania or manufacturing hubs are closing up shop in Ohio and Michigan. It would mean that the coastal elites control everything. because it would make it easy for them to gain power and keep it. They wouldn't have to try and convince middle America to vote for their ridiculous leftist agenda. They would simply focus on going further left and pandering to their strongholds along the coast. Now, what amazes me about that what amazes me about that is that it's coming out today because Joe Biden, right, who, who has more electoral votes in his column than Trump, also won the popular vote. Usually the left brings up the Electoral College and their cries for it's time to reform, it's time to abolish – when the inverse is true, right? When the popular vote is held by the person without. Here they're bringing it up despite the fact that that's not the case. And I've got to tell you, for everyone who says the founding fathers, yeah, we, 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 shouldn't, we shouldn't pay attention to what they said. We shouldn't pay attention to their arguments in the Federalist Papers and the Constitution because they lived so long ago and the country has changed. They understood human nature. They understood what motivated people, what motivates politicians. They understood what power does to people. And they designed a pretty good system 
that's withstood their attacks and onslaughts for over 200 years. You're listening to The Joe Carey Show. Remember, take the time to get right with God. Be kind. Stay tuned. The Brian Hyde Show up next right here on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. We will be back on Thursday, 12 to 1, right here on KTalk, 1640 AM.